The Film Freak Show with Leo Quinones is powered by Krikorian Premier Theaters, where movie going is always a premier event. Krikorian Theaters, the preferred theater of The Film Freak Show. us the film freak movie talk show which is america's longest running movie talk show happen to be of service my name is leo quinones it's a pleasure to be here for you all right broadcasting live on the crn digital talk radio network yes you want to get your friends involved you have to get your smart speaker involved too. Just say, hey, play CRN1 on TuneIn Radio. And you got it. Boom. Podcast is available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and the Apple Podcasting Network. And a special thank you to entertainmentearth.com. All your toys, mint condition, statues, action figures, things of Marvel, things of the Batman, anything you can name. A Deadpool head. Yes, they have it. And you're going to get 10% off by using a special promo code called Film Freak. All right? So have a good time there. I am joined in studio by a mountain of a man. Producer Mike Gary, hello, Mike. I'm happy to be here. Oh, yeah. We got some things to talk about, right? Absolutely. Well, tonight, one of the big three, three being Golden Globes, Critics' Choice, and Oscars, one of the big three film award shows is happening in Century City. I'll be attending the Critics' Choice Awards. Mike Gary, the Critics' Choice Awards is over 550 critics, broadcast, TV, radio. So it's a very large voting body. So let's do it. We're going to jump in with the Best Actor category. What do you think? Who do you think they have for Best Actor? Let's see what they got. All right, here it is. The list of the Critics' Choice, 2022 Critics' Choice Award nominees for Best Actor. One, Mr. Nicholas Cage for Pig, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, Peter Dinklage, friend of the show, for Cryano, uh, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith for King Richard, and of course, Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. Almost perfect. Almost perfect. But we're going to change Cairo to Cyrano. Cyrano, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. So, Denzel Washington, The Tragedy of Macbeth, I did see that, but I am not... I imagine, like most of the audience, not well-versed in my William Shakespeare. And 
I'm not saying this show is about dumbing down, but it's just not going that high either. So, let's see. Will Smith, King Richard, Andrew Garfield, great job. Tick, tick, boom. Peter Dinklage, Cyrano, Benedict Cumberbatch, or Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage did a good job in this movie, Pig. It's about a guy, a former, I guess, celebrity chef. And he has this prized pig. This pig's talent is searching through the forest and finding... Oh, what's that? Truffles? Truffles. Thank you so much. So I am going to say... Andrew Garfield did a hell of a job. He sang on that. He had over a year to work on it. Never sang before. He sang in that song. Or in Tick, Tick, Boom. He sang every song. But I got to go with Will Smith. I'm looking also at some of the offshore betting sites because you can bet on this stuff, folks. Right. And right now, yes, Will Smith is leading the uh, the odds. Okay, so mark me down for Will Smith. Okay, let's go over best actress category, Mike. All right, read them off to me. Best actress, lovely ladies, all of them. Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Olivia, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter. Lady Gaga for House of Gucci, really? Alana Haim, Licorice Pizza. Nicole Kidman, Being the Ricardos. And K-Stu, Kristen Stewart for Spencer. All right. Uh, which one of these have you seen? I have seen uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I have seen uh, Licorice Pizza. And I have seen Being the Ricardos. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go... My personal pick is... I have them written down here just so you can see that for sure. You know what? Lady Gaga. Really? I. I this is me personally. You personally. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this is my vote... It's what she puts in the role, and she doesn't treat herself healthy when she's doing a role like this. She's got to go certain places emotionally. She just devours the script. She chain smokes. She had an on-site therapist because it was getting too dark. I like all of those commitments to the role. I believe Jessica Chastain is in the lead. You're going to tell me if she is or not, but the eyes of Tammy Faye... It was uh, it was okay. Tammy Faye was not a singer per se, so I just don't think so. the Lost Daughter was just too dark. Alana Haim out of there. <laughs> Nicole Kidman uh, being the Ricardos, a good job, and Kristen Stewart a fantastic job. But I am going to go with Lady Gaga. Who do you think, Mike? I Well, personally, my favorite performance out of this category was Jessica Chastain in the Eyes of Tammy Faye. I thought that was a tremendous film. The odds right now on the offshore betting sites have Jessica Chastain and Nicole Kidman pretty much tied, and Lady Gaga not even on the board, Leo. Wow. Wow. Well, it's my favorite, not anyone else's. All right. Best Supporting Actor, Jamie Dornan, Belfast. Ciaran Hines, Belfast, Troy Katsur, Coda, Jared Leto, House of Gucci, J.K. Simmons, Being the Ricardo, and Cody Smith-McPhee, Power of the Dog. Now, okay, this one, Best Supporting Actor, and I am going to go with Jared Leto. Jared Leto, really? So you're going for a uh, House of Gucci clean sweep for the acting categories, huh? Uh, Yeah, I mean, if you notice... Adam Driver wasn't nominated, and I don't think that's a big surprise. So I, I liked his job in House of Gucci. The the transforming part is amazing. And you know what? Any actor who can, like Colin Farrell in The Batman as a penguin, anyone who's going to go that far, they get my vote yeah. right, right there. So also Cody Smith-McPhee and Power the Dog, I interviewed him for... 
Paranorman. Remember Paranorman? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. So, um, I like J.K. Simmons in this one. I thought he was the only one in uh, the Ricardos that what didn't seem like they were in a summer stock feature. <laughs> All right. Best supporting actors. Do it, Mike. We got uh, Catalona Balf, B-A-L-F-E for Belfast, uh, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, and Dowd for Mass. Kristen Dunst, Power of the Dog. I'm not going to pronounce this correctly. Ingenue. Ingenue Alice for King Richard and Rita Moreno for West Side Story. I think they're going to give it to Rita West, Moreno for West Side Story for a best of achievement. Uh, I don't think so. She wasn't in it enough. Uh, she just barely had maybe 20, 30 lines and that was it. I think a lock on this one. And you're going to let me know. Ingenue Alice, what are ever, what's everyone saying? Ingenue right now is at the top of the board on Modiva. Yeah, she just went toe-to-toe with Will Smith and was the daughter in a what could have been a just crazy household situation, but she was actually a wonderful, wonderful job. So there you go. We're going to keep going. We're doing this. The Critics' Choice Awards are this evening, and then we're going to go over Best Picture next. So don't you go anywhere. Uh, You are listening to the Film Freak Movie Talk Show. John Coffey's favorite radio program. Yeah. Do you remember when Ace Ventura was trying to figure out the true identity of Ray Finkel? He was undercover visiting Shady Acres. Ace's hair was wild and he was wearing a tutu. You remember now. But first, you've got to know friends with the Film Freak Movie Talk Show for over 20 years. EntertainmentEarth.com, the online destination for collectors of mint condition items like this 8-inch Ace Ventura action figure, complete with two head sculpts. Plus, you get to take an extra 10% off your order right now by using the promo code FILMFREAK. That's 10% off every order at EntertainmentEarth.com. One more time, Ace Ventura in all his glory. You'll automatically get 10% off by using the promo code FILMFREAK. If you're a Jim Carrey fan or an Ace Ventura nut, this is the action figure for you. Get 10% off. Use the promo code FILMFREAK. Leo Quinones is the film freak. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? All right. Critics' Choice Awards tonight. We're looking at the category of best director. Whose vision is going to win? Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Jane Campion, The Power of the Dog. Guillermo del Toro, Nightmare Alley. Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. Or Dennis Villeneuve of Dune. I think I have the lock on this one. In Dune, Denis Deneuve, he was shut out from the Oscars. So, to have him not mentioned, and this was a great sci-fi film, Dune. And let's look at the Oscars. Uh, The Oscars have him, best director, Drive My Car, Drive My Car. 
Belfast, Licorice Pizza, Power of the Dog, West Side Story. That's the Oscars trying to be so diversified, trying to be so inclusive. So here's what I think. Tonight, a lock, Dennis Villeneuve. What does it say? Right now, the betting markets have, uh, according to my sources, they actually have Jane Champion. Jane Campion. Um, I could see that, but their Netflix is doing a huge, huge push for best picture, best director. They almost like inadvertently they send you things. They send me things. They sent me Power of the Dog popcorn, Power of the Dog a candle, Power of the Dog spice, a hickory smoke spice. <laughs> A power of the dog handle. A power of the dog, like sack full of cash. Oh yeah, it, it is almost like bribery. But they sent me just this week a power of the dog picture, framed, fully framed photo of Benedict Cumberbatch, and get this autographed by Jane Campion. eBay. Yeah. So you know what? Um, they're pushing hard for Jane Campion, so I think she might win it. All right, let's go to Best Picture. The Best Picture nominees for the 2022 Critics' Choice nominees are as follows. Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, Tick, Tick, Boom, and West Side Story. Okay, these are all fine and dandy, but I believe the new frontrunner is Coda. And Apple definitely has enough money to run it for free in theaters. I think that's good for the theaters. They get a sold-out showing. I I don't know if that's the right campaign giving their product away. That seems like not the most wholesome way to go. It's like, here, here you go. See our movie. We're going to show it for free. I just don't, don't think that's the way to go. So... Hmm, Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Tick, Tick, Boom, West Side Story. I can tell you which movies I did not like. West Side Story, I just did not care for it at all. Nightmare Alley had a good look. Guillermo del Toro, production design, excellent, but everybody in the film was bad. (laughs) Bad, bad, bad. Licorice Pizza, no. Not so much, no. No, no, I can't believe it's got all this notoriety. Don't look up. Maybe, maybe. Belfast was a a good story of 1970s uprising in Ireland. I mean, you can tell that's where YouTube gets all their music from, their inspiration. Uh, Coda, um, that is a, a nice film about a young girl who wants to be a singer. Power of the Dog was good. Subtle, but good. I know people don't like it. Dune, King Richard. Dune, King Richard. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm going to go with King Richard. Right now, it looks like the betting markers are saying that it's a three-way, in terms of odds, three-way tie between uh, King Richard, the power of the dog, and the aforementioned West Side Story. Those are the leaders on the board right now. I don't know why West Side Story is getting so much Spielberg. Spielberg. It's Spielberg. It's the same reason why the- No, 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 no. I don't care who directed it. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Uh, No, 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 no. it's, It's a Broadway play. 
FYI, it's a remake, FYI, it's his interpretation on it, and I just, I don't think it deserved to be there. Maybe because they delayed it a year, they figured they owed Steven Spielberg something, I don't know. I, I just don't see exact, and it was dark, and uh, not a big fan, not a big fan at all. Anyways, what I like about tonight, tonight is a, one of those nights where I get the tux on, I still have my Pumas on, my Paul Stanley Full tux or just the tuxedo shirt? <laughs> Full tux, going in there and uh, rubbing elbows per se, just having a good time talking about the year's films. And uh, ugh, this is my 27th Critics' Choice Awards. It's 27th annual. So anyone who has me in their club for 27 years, wow. What's the vibe like there? Because we know that the Oscars, you know, is super formal, super starchy, whereas the Golden Globes, it's all about, you know, it's really loose. There's a lot of booze flowing. What's the Critics' Choice like? Yeah, What's yeah. The vibe um, like? Golden Globes, they do have a lot of booze flowing. I remember the first Critics' Choice Awards, and uh, all of a sudden... Uh, Jack Nicholson comes walking out and he had like three or four glasses in his hands and he came to refill. That was when the Critics' Choice Awards was just a luncheon and there were 45 of us. Now there's over 550 and uh, a great time. These guys, I remember Russell Crowe being there and, and I believe it was for his movie that you like of Russell Crowe. The Insider? I think it was for The Insider. Love that movie. Yeah, so, and I think that was the same year that Jerry Maguire was nominated, because Russell Crowe made a reference to uh, the director, the director of Jerry Maguire. What, what, what was it? Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe. He said, hey, Cameron, we both have that third eye, and he points at his forehead, at his own mole, Cameron Crowe's mole. Just things you don't re- you forget. Mole, 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 mole. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, we're going to talk about what's big on Netflix, the eight-part series, Pam and Tommy. Hey, Mike has seen all eight episodes, and so have I. We're going to talk about it next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Film Freak Movie Talk Show, George McFly's favorite radio program. Sing to... What an amazing animated picture this was. Look at the stars. Matthew McConaughey, Reese Witherspoon, Scarlett Johansson. But really, the movie revolved around one person. And that person was voiced by U2's Bono. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. It was a great theme to a great movie. Sing to. You can own it now. The collector's edition with two all-new mini-movies now on digital from Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. Sing 2. Yes, dozens of hit songs, electrifying performances, and you know what? It is just the best animated film of the year. There, I said it. So check it out. Sing 2 from Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. Three action figures from the Batman movie. You or someone in your life must have these figures. This is a gritty early portrayal of the Riddler, Catwoman, and the Cape Crusader. 
But first, you've got to know, friends with the Film Freak Movie Talk Show for over 20 years, EntertainmentEarth.com, the online destination for collectors of mint condition items like the Batman movie action figures. The Riddler. What's the ice pick for? Catwoman and her trusty whip. And what's the Batman without his grappling hook? All come with posable stands, all ready to kick ass. Get all three and receive free shipping and take 10% off your order right now by using the promo code FILMFREAK. That's 10% off every order at EntertainmentEarth.com. One more time, the Batman action figure set, free shipping, and 10% off. Use promo code FILMFREAK. Leo Quinones is the Film Freak. He knows the game. He's confident. He's smart, witty, dynamic, vicious, brutal, vindictive, a monster. In fact, I don't know anyone like that. (laughs) Do you? Let's start him up. Oh, yeah. During the break, I got a serious beat down from producer Mike. I said Pam and Tommy was streaming on Netflix. Wrong! Hulu, Hulu, Hulu. Do you have Hulu? Do you have Netflix? Gotta have them all these days, folks. So, they embarked on an eight-part series, Pam and Tommy. I gotta be honest with you. I started watching it. Got through the first one, second one the first night, and I thought it was going to be three or four, and then we'd be out. And I was told then that there was eight episodes, and I freaked out. I'm like, they are going to go so deep into this Pam and Tommy misadventure. Tommy Lee Bass, by the way, from Covina, California. That's where I'm from. Roy Lokai. Vince Neil Wharton from Charter Oak High. Yes, Charter Oak, my alma mater. Uh, Here's what I think. I think that the story of Pam and Tommy made the Seth Rogen character a disgruntled carpenter who was bamboozled out of money owed to him by Tommy Lee. I think they made him out to be a sympathetic character. But as the series goes on, he does not have a moral epiphany. He goes, He's always in it for the money. And I don't think the, they should have spent the time making him a sympathetic character. So what do you think, Mike? There is... Several themes that I think were really important in this show, and I loved it. I thought it was really, really cool, really, really stylized. It kind of took me back to that late 90s with the soundtrack. The first theme, of course, I thought was the explosion of the internet and how the internet can completely change everything, the way that that content is distributed. Uh, the second theme also, I thought, which was really stylized in the last couple episodes, was the transition between like the 80s kind of and early 90s uh I would say, uh, I don't want to use the C word, but like, you know, the glam metal kind of aesthetic into the grunge aesthetic and how that really affected Tommy Lee. Uh, Another theme uh, I thought was very interesting was the misogyny, the aspect on how, you know, Tommy Lee was lionized for the sex tape and where Pamela Anderson was pilloried for the sex tape. And also the theme, overarching theme, was just the love story between those two. Um, 
I thought the Seth Rogen stuff, of course, he was an executive producer, and so they wanted to give him a lot of screen time. But I loved it. I thought it was really, really cool. I thought that um, the Why? Soundtrack- Why? Why? Okay. We're going to give some spoilers away. His chance to do a good job after his moral epiphany was to not take the money. And what does he do? He takes the money. And what does he do? He doesn't even pay off Andrew, Andrew Dice, Dice Clay. Clay's character. He gives the money to his ex-wife. Yeah, I don't get it. Taylor Schilling's character. Yeah, it was just, why do you have remorse for his character? I think the most complex character in the Why? Entire- <laughs> Why? The guy sold out every chance he got. And he, he also, I mean, he, he got some money, too, when he robbed the safe containing the sex tape, because there's a bunch of other stuff in there, jewelry, cash, and firearms. As Tommy Lee said, hey, 27 grand is not going to change you, bro. You're still trash. That scene in the Dodger Stadium parking lot where he burns that bundle of money when they're separated was, was amazing. It was fantastic. And the talking penis was a bit much, though. But Tommy Lee was right. Twenty-seven grand was not going to change this guy's mode. And you know what? It was just... <sighs> but shout out, Lily James was great as Pam Anderson, though. She was great. And Sebastian Stan as Tommy was really well done. But God, I, I just wish that um, Pamela Anderson had her say which she will now pamela anderson since the release of pam and tommy has said a documentary is coming out on netflix and i believe that because all of these one-on-ones with pam and tommy we don't really know if they happened you know pam wanted this tommy wanted to do this we don't really know so it's all hearsay at the end of the day yeah, it's hard to know what's true and what's not true. It's hard to believe that they didn't take some money from the internet company when they offered them to sell the rights. It's hard to believe that they just gave them the rights. I would be surprised that money did, in fact, change hands. But uh, And at the, at the end, you, you see the titles. Uh, you know, Tommy Lee was convicted of abusing her. He served, he, he served jail time for that. Uh, served, yeah, and they kind of just left all that out. You know, they could have put that. I mean, that would have been striking to put that in. What was interesting, too, is, you know, this is coming on the heels of The Dirt, which was the the, uh, Motley Crue biopic that came out a couple of years ago, which pretty much was like Motley Crue propaganda, how they're like all really good guys and super nice. And like Tommy Lee did not come off good in this miniseries. He came off as very complex and, and like you said, somewhat abusive and narcissistic. Right, right. So do see Pam and Tommy it is there for you on Hulu I am going to go to the Critics Choice Awards tonight and drink some bubbly maybe a few tequila shots but remember whether it's Beetlejuice planes, trains, automobiles or the Shawshank Redemption you just got to keep hanging right here all the time with the Film Freak about the way but I tell you baby Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.